You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, Keith. Johnson. The AfterBuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California. Presented by Maria Menounos and Bing.com and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is AfterBuzz TV's The Lying Game After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's The Lying Game After Show. Hello, hello, everyone. Bing is for doing, and we are doing another episode of The Lying Game, the after show, of course. And we have a lot to talk about because we are actually going to be talking about episode three and four from season two, titled Advantage Sutton and A Kiss Before Lying. I'm your host, Kathy Kelly, and I'm joined by... Danica Kennedy. Hello, Danica. And um, so... We have a lot to cover because last week you were sick. Yes, but and for the people that were watching live, <laughs> I am so sorry. There's been a horrible cold going around yeah. everywhere, and I had a little coughing attack. So <laughs> this week we're doing two episodes. Yes, but you're feeling better, which yes. is awesome. We're so. healthy now. Everything's good. And we had another week to let it all simmer in our brains, like what is going on in the Lion Game. And we we had a few more questions that were answered, which is nice to... Yeah, wow. and I kind of changed my opinion about a few things, Uh-oh. but we'll dive into that when we get there. We <laughs> I want to know, I want to know. Okay, so first, let's get started with Alec. He is out of jail, and um, we saw this in episode three. He was released from jail, actually, because of some evidence that Thayer found. Uh, Thayer thought that this would convict Alec, but it ended up working in Alec's favor, of course, we're talking about the cell phone, um, which was used by the waitress to frame Alec. Yes. And Rebecca had something to do with it, we found out. Yes. Which was kind of expected, kind of unexpected. We knew she was sneaky. But we found that out in the episode before this last one, that she was the one that had to do with the cell phone. And she got really mad at someone on the phone for making the call from, was it Flagstaff or some yes. other area? And so at the end of that episode, I was feeling more warmed up to Alec. I was thinking, okay, Rebecca's evil. Alec (laughs) is innocent. But then this last episode, he totally creeped me out way more. I still feel like... So I changed my mind. (laughs) I... I can't tell, and I, I realize that they're making us believe that Rebecca's the one that framed Alec, but I still think that he's a bad guy. Like, I feel like he should be in jail, even if For he something. wasn't framed. Yeah. Um, so I wanted to ask you, actually, who do you think the bigger bad guy is right now? Do you think it's Rebecca, or do you think it's Alec? Well, after this last episode, I'm leaning towards Alec. I was really strongly opinionated last week that Sutton and Rebecca are the most evil people on the show. (laughs) And then he took Rebecca on this honeymoon into that creepy old cabin. Mm -hmm. And the whole time he just keeps saying these kind of like weird things like I need to give my wife what she deserves and And things like that. What was the thing? um, I'm going to bury you or if... If you framed me, I would have you buried in the backyard. I wouldn't be taking you on a honeymoon, which wasn't very romantic anyways. It was just really weird. And then there was that whole 
creepy Alfred Hitchcock inspired shower scene yeah. where the lights went off and she dramatically gets knocked off out knocked out <laughs> she by gets a coffee knocked table out by a coffee table which was shin. very weird but um yeah so. i don't know i i still can't decide who is like the bigger villain and we found out a lot more in this episode, but I want to also mention um, in episode three, there was this altercation between Alec and Thayer after Alec was released from jail. And he actually he yelled at Thayer, called him like a bastard child or something and said that he would have never taken him in had he known that Thayer would betray him like this. Yeah. Do you think it's horrible? Do you think it was too harsh? Yeah. I mean, that's. That's having your parents say that to you. Like, mm-hmm. I wish I never raised you, basically. Yeah. And well, well, we know that Alec isn't his biological father. I, I also believe that it was too harsh. But it's if you look at it from Alec's perspective, this is the kid that you took in, you raised because his mother left, and you've really, you know, fostered him throughout you know, for over a decade, and he turns on you. He's the one that's trying to frame you, or not frame you, but he's trying to, you know, find evidence to convict you and send you to prison for life, potentially. Yeah, it's really a weird situation, because part of me is like, your kid's your kid. If you raise them, they're your kid, blood or not. But then at the same time, it's like, if your kid betrayed you like that and tried to throw you in jail, how would you react? And I wouldn't be too happy. I would be pretty angry, so... In the heat of the moment, I could see why he would say that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I still think it was really harsh yeah. that he had to put it that way. What do you think? I don't know. I mean, I I understand it from both sides. I think that it was too harsh, and I think that it might have been just something in the moment. He was, um, he was just, he felt betrayed. Alec felt betrayed. But I don't know. I just... I feel like Thayer had his reasons. He thought that Alec murdered someone, and I could see why he would I want see why. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Alec just does have that creepy, weird vibe. Something's going on with him. Clearly. I'm pretty sure. I don't know what it is, if it has to do with the same thing that Rebecca's plotting or not. Yeah. But either way he's sketchy. There was definitely some things that went down 20 years ago or 18 years ago, 17 years ago when, you know, Sutton and Emma were born. That is the heart of this drama. And I feel like we're going to find out a lot more throughout this season as to what exactly went down um, during that whole time period. But we just don't know yet. Yeah. So I feel like we might find out soon just because the little teaser they showed at the end of this episode, it seems (laughs) like a lot of things get unraveled, but they always want you to think Mm -hmm. that in those trailers. Yeah. So after that creepy Alfred Hitchcock scene that you were mentioning, um, the lights go out, Rebecca hits her head, and um, she basically confronts Alec and says, quit this loving husband act. I know that you think that I framed you, but I didn't. She still is playing that card, even though we all know that she had something to do with him going to jail. And he denies it and says, like, oh, I didn't turn the lights off. They just went off. I was being the helpful husband trying to fix it. I yeah. went outside. and But we know that that's not true yeah. because we saw his creepy silhouette co- approaching her while she was in her towel in the dark. And when... They make up and hug, and he kisses her cheek. He does this really, like, creepy look up. And it's like, <laughs> you're up to something. They're they're both clearly playing each other, and I just don't know who is playing the other one better. It's hard to believe any 
thing that anyone says on this show, yeah. first of all. So. Especially those two. Yeah. Those two and Sutton seem to be the, the worst the ones. ones. You just, I just don't trust anything they say yeah. anymore. <laughs> well, let's move on to another love triangle. Uh, but before we do that, I just want to take a second to mention, if you're not watching us live and if you're um, not watching us on uh, YouTube, then you should definitely subscribe to us on iTunes. Uh, make sure you go to iTunes. Just type in After Buzz TV. Find the Lion Game podcast and subscribe. Um, also, rate and comment because we would love to know how we're doing, whether it's good or it's bad. Um, we're always trying to improve our podcasts here at AfterBuzz. So let us know what you think about the show. Also, if you have any of your own predictions about the Lion Game, whether you think Alec is creepy, you hate Rebecca, you want to see more of Ethan shirtless, uh, let us know. And um, we will give you a shout out on the show. Um, so rate us five stars, please. And I think that's it. Yeah. And we <laughs> love hearing feedback. Whether yeah. you agree with us or not, we want to hear all sides. So please leave those comments. Yeah. And then also uh, tell a friend because that's really how we grow here at AfterBuzz. We are always looking to bring you more and more shows. So if you tell friends and you know spread the word, uh, we're more likely to be able to bring you all these great shows. And for free, too. So <laughs> Everyone likes free. <laughs> yes. Uh, so back to the Lion Game. The love triangle between Laurel, Mads, and Jordan. Mm-hmm. Things seem to be steaming up a little bit last week. And Jordan is... I can't tell if he's stuck in the middle or caught in the middle of all of this or he's playing both of the girls. But we, if you remember last week, um, Mads uh, and Tim... Mads tried to like push him away while Laurel was asking him on a date, just got messy, and it ended up with Jordan and Mads making out. Even though she was over that and realized that he was her stepbrother, she was like, I'm done with him. And then he starts making out with her, and he's so hot that she's just (laughs) like, oh, whatever. She keeps on saying that she doesn't like him, but you can tell that there's some sort of like, magnetic connection where she's like drawn to him yeah she's super into him whether she likes it or not because she keeps saying that last episode and this episode she was like i'm done i promise i'm never (laughs) gonna hook up with him again and then she sees him by the pool like half naked and and caves yeah i i genuinely don't think she's lying about this i think that she genuinely does not want to have feelings for him she doesn't want to continue their physical or emotional relationship she keeps on trying to push them away especially because they're kind of related yeah she's just a moth to a flame yeah i think so too i think she's weak she can't help it. <laughs> you think Mads is weak she's weak for him yeah like she's getting drawn in very easily and it's sad i think because laurel's gonna find out and get hurt just because she promised i think even if she's over jordan don't you think i i want to think that laurel is over jordan especially in this episode she told him off um she said that she doesn't want to yell at him she's just not into him that was a lapse in her judgment for the the minute that she had a crush on him he was still gaming on her like let's go get breakfast and she was like go make out with your stepsister you creep he i really wanted to like him at the beginning of the season because he is so gorgeous Mm -hmm. but i'm starting to like him less and less like i think you said it back because he's a player now yeah he's totally a player and i actually wouldn't be surprised if while he's you know macking on uh 
Mads. He's macking on Laurel. I wouldn't be surprised if he actually came on to Sutton again or another girl. I think he's a flirt and a player and... Even though three weeks ago I was like, oh, he's so hot and lovable. I, <laughs> now I'm like, I don't know about this guy. He's yeah. a little sleazy for me. But maybe I'm wrong. Maybe he does like both of them and he's torn apart. Mm. I don't feel that way, though. <laughs> we You've got to like one girl more and stick with her. Yeah. Just stick with one girl. Please, Jordan. I feel like he's into <laughs> uh, Mads more. Yeah. Don't you? Um, at this point, yes. Uh, I think earlier in the season, I thought that he was a little bit more into Laurel, but that might have been before he realized Mads was in the picture again. He thought that that was just like a one night thing. And then she popped up at school. So what do you think about the whole when the whole thing when Alec came home and saw that her footprints were there, like she had been there? Oh, my what gosh. What do you think went through his head? I, what's going to happen I, with that? I don't know if he caught on that it was Matt's, but I feel like there there's a chance to have a lot of drama in the next couple episodes, especially since Mads is moving back in with Alec, with Rebecca, and with Jordan. If so if they're, they keep hooking up, if, they're going to get caught, Exactly. Probably. And how awkward is that? It reminded me of... Um, that movie drive me crazy or something with uh melissa joan hart and that guy from entourage yeah we're the it's the step step or step kids or whatever Mm -hmm. because the parents end up hooking up and then they end up hooking up in the treehouse at the end of the movie it is kind of like that i don't know similar plot (laughs) (laughs) or the brady bunch when greg and marcia kind of when they had a fling yeah (laughs) (laughs) creepy um (laughs) but uh it it should be interesting since even though Mads doesn't want to like him, she's definitely drawn to him. I don't think that there's any denying that they will hook up more throughout yeah. the rest of the season. It's just going to get weird because she's moving in and she will be moved in next episode. So we're yeah. going to see how awkward that is when they live together with their parents. Yeah. Kind of. How, how long do you think it'll be until they get caught? I feel like they might get caught next episode. Really? <laughs> they could. Yeah. I mean, they seem very drawn to each other. Do you think Alec will be pissed or he'll be supportive? Because we know that he really loves Mads. Um, and I'm sure he would want her to be happy. But obviously, he's also going to be protective of her. So He seems really overprotective of her. So I feel like he wouldn't take it well. But he's also really distracted by all his drama he's yeah. going through. So he might not even notice or pay attention to it. <laughs> or <laughs> On care. the other hand, yeah, because yeah. he's going through things that are more important, let's be honest. Yes. Um, so another dramatic love situation is the love square between Emma, Ethan, Sutton, and Thayer. Which just got even messier this week. It made me angry this week. Yeah. Don't you think? Yes, definitely. Um, So as you remember from last episode, or from episode three, um, Thayer and Emma ended things uh, because Thayer moved back to L.A. And it ended up really abruptly for me. I don't know about you, but I feel like it ended too soon. Yeah, like they didn't talk about doing long distance. They didn't talk about any other options. He said that she couldn't convince him to stay. It was just very weird. Yeah. 
And he was kind of like moved to LA with me, and she was like, "Wait, let me think about this." And he's like, "I'm leaving by." It so was she very didn't selfish. Have, like, a chance to even think of should I go with him? Yeah. Like think of her priorities or anything. Yeah, it was in my eyes. It was really selfish of him to give her almost an ultimatum. Like you have to come with me, or else this is over. It's over. And I I understand he's very conscious. I can't even say that right. Conscious, conscious of. Um, Emma's feelings for Ethan, it seems like there's still something there, but you can't give her, like, however many hours notice to come move to another state with you. Well, and then this episode, she realizes that she does like him and care about him and takes the bus all the way out to L.A. to visit him, and there's a blonde girl in a towel there when she gets there. He, He says that she is a friend. Do you believe that? Because my first thought when he was like, oh, she's just a friend, I'm like, oh, hot blonde girl in a towel, like, naked and wet in your apartment. I was trying to think of it. Um, Have we really seen Faye or Lie yet? Not really. I don't think we have. And I was trying to think of, you know, this past hour or so that we, since we've seen the episode, I just, I feel like he's not the type to lie. Like, I feel like Ethan lied, yes, he came clean after a while, but we really haven't seen, um, you know, that side to Thayer yet, so I don't have a reason to not believe him, but it did seem kind of fishy. The reason I thought he was lying is because he didn't say, like, oh, this is my friend, blah, 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 when they were there. Is The thing that happened was... He was kind of like, oh, don't worry about her. Mm-hmm. And he, he let went Emma go off and he didn't explain. That's just my friend from surfing. Yeah. That's stopping by taking a shower or something. He didn't explain it in the moment. And then he let her sleep at a bus station all night. Yeah. And then comes back and tries to be all romantic the next day and passionately kisses her and says, oh, that was just a friend yesterday. <laughs> and so that's why I feel like he's full of shit is because he didn't say it when it was happening. It's like he had a whole day to like think of how can I cover this up or something. Well, we were saying that while we were watching um, just how he didn't chase after her. He let her, even though he checked the bus schedule to see when she was leaving, he let her sleep at a bus station. and in L.A., which we know. That's not (laughs) that fun. (laughs) No, it's kind of creepy. And clearly, I mean, I feel like if he was genuinely still into Emma and nothing went wrong, he would have chased after her immediately. Like, kicked the friend out. The friend would have understood if it's just a friend. And he would have gone after Emma. And just no letting cute girls sleep in a L.A. bus station at night. That's just not safe. No. That was the part where I was like, I don't know about him anymore. Yeah. I wonder what's going to happen with that because... If he's living in L.A., what's their relationship going to turn into? Or maybe he'll move back to Arizona. Or maybe Emma will stay... There? There. We don't know. It's a possibility, because depending on what novels... She did say the reason why she came to see him was because she really cared about him, and she also wanted his help in deciphering these new clues she got about her birth mom. Yeah. So, I don't know. We'll see what happens with their relationship. But then, on the other hand, we have Ethan and Sutton. and Makes me so mad. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So, in episode three, we saw the aftermath of them sleeping together after Jordan's party. Ethan said, I was drunk. I regret it. It's never going to happen again. I'm still in love with Emma. And Sutton is still wanting him back. 
Um, she ends up telling Emma at their tennis match that she slept with Ethan, and obviously Emma's hurt because she still has a spot for Ethan. She has feelings for him, but she's mad at him. Yeah. Um, So in this episode, we see Emma tutoring Ethan still. And I mentioned this while we were watching the episode, but I love the line where Ethan's like, do you want to take a break? And Emma goes, no, we still have a lot of chemistry left to do. (laughs) (laughs) It wasn't going to be biology, statistics, anything else. Nope, it's chemistry. Yeah, they have a lot of chemistry. They do have chemistry. And I wanted them to get back together because they obviously like each other and they're just angry at each other. Mm -hmm. But nope, that didn't happen. I still want them to get back together. Um, But what ends up happening is... um, or I guess Sutton kind of comes into their tutoring session once they've moved to the the motel and um, splits them up. Or I guess I don't know. She's kind of a cock block in that she situation. She comes in, yeah, with coffee for yes. her and Ethan, mm-hmm. but not for Emma. Yeah. Um, but by the end of the um, episode, Ethan and Emma, or Ethan and Sutton, end up getting back together just because she was nice. She's nice, and she really does have. A heart, after all. Which is surprising. Well, did we even talk about that whole thing about the speech that she was going to make? Yeah, we'll talk about it um, a little bit later. Okay, we'll bring it up. Yeah, I mean, what what did you think about Sutton being nicer this episode? I was surprised, because she's never nice. But I feel like she had that talk with her mom and her mom was getting all sentimental about how the first time she brought her home from the hospital Mm -hmm. and how she's such a strong person and she admires her and doing like giving all these compliments about Sutton as a person. And I think that kind of reached her heart and Sutton developed a soft spot in this episode and became a lot nicer and didn't want to ruin the family. Yeah. Well, okay. So we'll talk about Rebecca's, plot to break up Ted and Kristen in a little bit, but I just last after show that you and I did, I remember there was this distinct scene where Rebecca was trying to um, get Sutton to go against Kristen, and mm-hmm. Sutton was like, you can't do that to my mom. I mean, Kristen. And yeah. that was when I was like, she I feel like Sutton, Sutton still has feeling or not feelings, but like, she has a heart. She realizes that this is wrong and that Kristen is a good person. Well, even if you don't want her to be your mom, it's like she raised you for mm -hmm. 16 years or something and she's the closest to a mom you've ever had. It's hard to ruin that. Yeah. And so far, we have seen nothing but good things from Kristen. I don't think she's, she's... She's so nice. Exactly. She's always been the victim, and she's had all of these hardships just thrown at her, and she's handled most of them with, like, dignity and grace, which is a lot more than many of these other characters can say. And I think Sutton's starting to realize that, and that's why she's she was really nice this episode, mm-hmm. which is why Ethan liked her. Yeah. But... The only reason that Ethan originally liked Emma more than Sutton is because she was nicer. So I feel like she's just acting more like Emma, which is making him like her. I don't think she's doing that intentionally. I think she's realizing that lying gets you nowhere. If you're a good person and you're, you know, genuine and you are loyal and honest to people, it's going to get you further than these 
games that you play and these plots that you have against people. I think you just summarized the whole lying game. (laughs) game, Like the moral of the story of this show. Yes. Um, (laughs) So one of the things that prompts Emma, and we didn't mention this before, one of the things that prompted Emma to originally go to L.A. to visit uh, Thayer was Laurel's speech. And I wanted to touch on that before we head on to our next topic. But um, Laurel's speech was, you know, why do you keep on going after Ethan, who keeps hurting you? And, you know, you keep on helping him and tutoring him and all these things. He keeps on hurting you with some other girl, which Laurel's clueless to. And um, she's like, uh, Thayer is loyal as a puppy dog and you should go after him. He makes you happy. He's one of the good ones. So... That's what made her go. She was telling that to yeah. Sutton, and Sutton's like, oh, he's so reliable or whatever. And then yeah. Laurel's like, you say that like it's a bad thing. Yeah. But I almost felt like that was a... Wake-up call? Wake-up call. It was a wake-up call for Emma, but it also made me feel like Sutton isn't going to be over Thayer either. Like, it's just going to make this... Them both going after the worse. same yeah. guys all the time. Yeah. It's kind of creepy. <laughs> I know. I don't know what to think about that. I still think sisters sharing boyfriends. Yeah, and swapping back and forth. That's, That's why it's a love square. It's just going to be like a revolving circle after a while yeah. of them getting together. I don't know. But in the end of the episode, Thayer and Emma end up together and Sutton and Ethan end up together. I don't know how you felt about this, but... I still want Emma I and Ethan to. <laughs> yeah, I still want Emma and Ethan to end up together eventually, but. Yeah, I was mad on both parts because <laughs> I just didn't want Ethan to be with Sutton mm-hmm. because he's just. Like, what about all the other times she's been so mean? She mm-hmm. was nice one time in front of a group of people and now he's like all over her. And then the whole there and Emma thing, it's like. You let her sleep at a bus station, and you might have lied to her, in my opinion. I think he did, but I don't really know. I could be just making that up. But speaking about the whole Sutton-Emma thing with Laurel, I think she might be the next one to find out that um, Mm -hmm. there's twins. Yeah. I think she's on to them. Yeah, definitely. Well, with that whole... There was, like, a a weird moment where... uh, Mads was talking to Emma on the phone, and she's like, well, how'd it go with Thayer? And... Laura walks in. She's yep. like, "Who are you talking to?" Oh, Sutton. And then Sutton walks Grabs in the room. The phone from her, and then she's, <laughs> she's like, a hey. jerk again. Um, yeah. So another thing I want to mention from episode four is this creepy guy at the motel who uh, kind of gives Emma some more insight into what happened after Sutton's car accident and the night that she stayed there. Um, he says that Sutton was with two women. Mm-hmm. And um, he says, you did take a really hard knock to the head, like, you know, because Emma doesn't remember that night. Obviously, she wasn't there. Um, he just thinks it's Sutton. And um, and he, we found out that he was paid to keep a yes, secret. Eighty. Well, he was promised $80 to yeah. keep a secret, but, but was never paid because Sutton's a little so, skeezball. Yeah. But um, Sutton he, forced him to lie yeah. for her to some guy that came looking mm-hmm. for her. So he's like, 
these uh, pictures or drawings that I made will potentially remind you of who you are with. Ends up giving them to Sutton, which doesn't help Emma out at all. But we see that one of them is very similar to, I think it was Rebecca. It was Rebecca. Yeah. So Rebecca and then what was her name? Annie. Annie, Annie yeah. were the two people there. Mm-hmm. We know that. We don't know what guy went looking for them. Yeah. And the rest we're going to figure Alec, out. Probably. Ted, I don't know. We'll find out. But I think I just, it's Alec, but I don't know. <laughs> I love how these things just work into place where it's like, oh, yeah, let me jog your memory because I'm an amazing artist, too. <laughs> like, yeah. I can do these, you know, amazing portraits of lifelike people. But I don't know. That was just funny. Um, I know. It's like a perfectly illustrated. <laughs> it's like, oh, I just whipped this up so you can remember since you got a bump on the head. And she's like, wow. You would think most Fancy. people, the best that they can draw are glorified stick figures. And <laughs> the one person who happens to see who the women in the room are with Sutton is like this amazing artist. Yeah. <laughs> or you think he would just go up to her and be like, oh, you're with this lady with long brown hair. That looks hair, exactly that like looks, you. Yeah. But just describe her instead yeah. of doing a full-on illustration. <sighs> but hey, if you're an artist, I yeah. mean, go for it. <laughs> he was he was using his talents. <laughs> yeah. And then but. when Emma brought it up to Sutton, like, oh, you owe this guy money and stuff, she goes, oh, he's a total creep. And then she's like, yeah, he was a little creepy. So More of her lies. More lies. More yeah. lies. Uh, so the last topic of the night. And the Rebe- juiciest. Yes. Rebecca and Sutton's plotting. Uh, so we've seen throughout this season, Rebecca's obviously trying to get back together with Ted. And in order to do that, she has to split up Ted and Kristen's marriage. So uh, Sutton is asked by Rebecca to take back her life from Emma. And obviously we already talked about the the tennis match that happened in episode three. Uh, Sutton ends up winning by default because she tells Emma about Ethan and it's Huge mess. Thayer leaves. Sutton gets her life back. Jessica running off. Yeah. So um, automatically wins. Mm-hmm. And then we also had that whole situation where um, Kristen had to decide between going to a meeting uh, about her divorce or going to couples therapy. And in the end of episode three, she chose couples therapy, which I was really happy about. Me too. I want them to stay <laughs> together. Yeah. His, I feel like his indiscretions were in his past. I feel like Ted has grown up so much and he wants to put it all behind him and he doesn't really know how to escape all of the lies anymore. I think so, too. And I don't think he wants to be a part of it. I think he wants to be with his family and just forget about everything else with Rebecca Mm -hmm. and... She's just not going to let that happen. I I understand that all of the lies are huge and that they are detrimental to his and Kristen's relationship, but I I feel like he he does want to get past this, and he just doesn't know how. And it was also, what, 17 years ago when all those lies yeah. probably happened, and he's still battling and mm-hmm. dealing with them, which must be horrible. I think he just wants to move on with his life and I, kind of... I still don't know. I mean, like, I'm siding with Ted right now, still, but like, he's still... Everything. It's one of those things where, like, if you commit a huge crime or if you commit adultery or you know something huge in the past it's still a big deal like it doesn't matter if you did it a month ago or a hundred years ago it's still true and I used to really dislike Ted he's grown Mm -hmm. on me like in the first season they would always have like 
these drive-by meetings where Alec <laughs> and Ted would like drive up in the car next to each other and yeah. have like these private conversations and zoom off. Yeah. So that seems really sneaky, but we obviously haven't been seeing that since Alec's been in jail and Ted just seems a lot nicer now. Yeah, definitely. Um, so this week, Ted and Kristen have not couples therapy, but family therapy, which I don't know if I've ever heard of. Yeah, I guess they just wanted to bring it in. I yeah. think people do that, but I don't understand why they would in this situation. Mm-hmm. I th- it's part I feel of the like plan. They just needed couples therapy for now, and then they could involve the kids or maybe just have like family meetings um, without someone I think they should have just done couples therapy yeah um it's I feel like it's really you know Kristen has to trust Ted again and that's their biggest battle um and Ted has to make sure that he's completely honest with Kristen from here on out because if he isn't then they're only going to have more complications arise do you think he is continuing to be honest? Um, I mean, he can't continue to be honest until he is honest about everything in the past. That's the but problem. I think that everything will come out sooner or later. So we'll just see see what happens with them. Um, so Ted announces that he's getting this award for um, uh, it's a humanitarian award and. The spouse is supposed to give a speech, which would be Kristen. She says she's not up for it yet. So the girls offer to uh, give the speech instead. And it was Sutton's plan. She yes. was like, oh, we'll do it because <laughs> she is plotting with Rebecca to break up mm-hmm. the family. And yeah. she even told Rebecca, oh, I'm doing family therapy session. I'm going to kind of drop the bomb and yeah. ruin things. And that didn't go as planned. She didn't. She it actually spoke went, up how yeah. she wanted to, and she said, maybe you guys aren't that good together. Like, maybe mm-hmm. you should break up, and Laurel, uh, not Laurel, Kristen was like, I see what you mean. Like, I see your side of the story, and then that's when she went yeah. into the whole speech about how Sutton's such a strong girl, strong girl and I a good almost, person. I almost cried during that. Like, Aww. I know that it's a show, but, like, for a mother to love their daughter that much is, like such a huge deal and I feel like that's something that Sutton really needed to hear because I feel like all she's really looking for or all her character is looking for is validation. Mm -hmm. She wants a mother that loves her and I think she's finally realizing that it doesn't matter if it's your birth mother it's just you need someone in your life who loves you and that's Kristen. Yeah, whether it's birth family or not and I think that kind of her whole speech about Sutton pumped the brakes on Sutton, destroying the whole therapy session. And I think it made her think twice when she was giving the the speech. speech. Yeah. And she didn't destroy everything. Yeah. During the speech, um, Rebecca asked Sutton before the speech to drop the bomb about Ted being Sutton's birth father, which then everyone would kind of find out that Rebecca is the birth mom. Um, she didn't tell them to drop the bomb about Sutton having a twin that they've been hiding all along, but it still would have been enough to split Ted and Kristen up. And which is all they really care about. Yeah. But I just I don't know. I feel like even though it didn't happen and Sutton chose the right path, I feel like it's just a bomb it's, ticking. It's going to happen. Like, I feel like Rebecca is determined to get her way. She's going to stop at nothing. She's not going to let anyone 
ruin her her plotting and scheming. I agree. I think it's going to come out soon. Mm-hmm. It's like a ticking bomb, and they're going to find out in the next few episodes. Yeah. So instead of Sutton dropping the bomb and telling everyone um, at this entire award ceremony that Ted had this indiscretion, had a kid out of it... Um, She actually says something really nice about Kristen. She says, uh, my dad, Ted's greatest accomplishment is marrying my mom, Kristen Mercer, which was one of the sweetest things we've ever heard Sutton say and almost seemed very uncharacteristic of her. Yeah, I was nervous watching her speech because in the beginning she was like, I was going to talk about this, but and it's Mm -hmm. like, "Uh oh, what is she going to say? But did you notice that when she started saying the nice things was right when Ethan walked in? I I couldn't tell if she saw him and that's what sparked her to say the right things. I thought that kind of, mm-hmm. but I'm not sure. I Like to I, impress him. I genuinely think that it wasn't anything to do with Ethan. I think it was to do with she's realizing that Kristen is actually a very good person and she shouldn't, you know, Ruin her do life. vindictive things against her. Um and that, you know, the thing that happened, the kiss that happened with Ethan was just an added bonus at the end. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. It was kind of a coincidence, though. That he, <laughs> he, like, looks all hot and walks in right when she's giving yeah. the speech. Well, the speech was at the club, so yeah, it makes sense he that he was there. Uh, maybe not in that room, but. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so after all of that is said and done, um, Rebecca actually threatened. I feel like she was threatening Sutton. Um, she like zoomed up yeah. in her Merce- Mercedes and almost hit her and slammed <laughs> on the brakes and started yelling at she her. She was kind like, of. what the hell happened at the banquet? Um, and handed not her. part of our plan. Yeah. She handed her a journal that is supposedly, I don't know if it's actually from Kristen or this is another one of her plots to get. Could have been to forged turn by her yeah. and be completely fake. Mm-hmm. I don't know if she could have written an entire journal in that amount of time but Mm. i'm sure i feel like even if Kristen and we saw this in the promo even if Kristen did say that she wanted to give sutton back i feel like so many new moms are not ready like i mean you've heard of postpartum depression like and i feel like it's even harder or i mean i can't imagine what she was going through but it's even harder if you adopt a kid and you had you know a week or a month to decide about adopting when normally I feel like mothers have nine Nine months months. to prepare themselves for you know bringing a kid into this world and she was just you know I know she always wanted kids but she just kind of had this baby big thing a big commitment to have a baby and even if she did write that, like, oh, I'm not sure about this baby, it's like it happened so long ago. And obviously she cares about her a lot now if she's raised her and everything. Yeah. It shouldn't really matter. But, of course, Rebecca is going to use it against her, using it against her to make it seem like she's a worse mom than yeah. she is. So you don't think that Kristen is evil? I don't think so. <laughs> I, I I really like Kristen and Laurel. They're my favorites, yeah. and I feel like they're the most honest. Yeah. I would definitely be shocked if we, you know, next week there's they're this bomb the drop villains. that Kristen's actually this horrible person. Um, I would really be shocked, and I would probably Me be too. mad at the writers, but... <laughs> I would be really angry if Kristen I wouldn't or know Laurel who to trust. <laughs> um, so, do you have anything else from this episode that you want to 
cover? I think we no, covered. No, I feel like we covered everything. Yeah. There was a lot in both episodes two and three, but I think we're going to get even more in episode five, um, which we're going to get into predictions in a little bit right after um, news and gossip. After Buzz TV News. So there wasn't much news this week, but um, Alex Chando, who plays Emma and Sutton, she talked to Wet Paint, gave an interview, and she kind of spoke about Emma and Sutton's future in this season. She said that Emma gets smarter in season two, as we've kind of seen, um, and she also gets stronger. And Alex said she makes some discoveries of her own that nobody else discovers, so she is the main person on the case. Which leads me to believe that later in the season, she will find out things, not just about her birth mom, but maybe about Alec or Ted or what happened I in hope the past. So. I really want answers. <laughs> me too. So hopefully that's, that's what she's hinting at. She also says that Sutton goes through some emotional things as well. Which, Boy problems? Yeah. It seems like we're kind of seeing the softer side to Sutton, so... I felt like this episode, this last one, mm-hmm. I was more on the edge of my seat than yeah. usual, and I liked it, yeah. and I hope that the suspense and mystery keeps building, building up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I like that. So every, I have one more piece of news and gossip, but I feel like every interview that I've seen from um, one of the actors from The Lion Game, it's... They always hint at stuff, but they never give anything away. They can't. <laughs> and this like is the awesome because, yeah, I just get so upset because I'm like, oh, another interview with, you know, Jordan or whoever it is. Um, and they always say things like, oh, you'll see a lot of dates between me and Mads. And, you, you want know, the me spoilers. And I want spoilers. I already know that they're going to go on some dates. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, that's just my, my two cents, my rant for the the after show but the other piece of news and gossip is um a couple weekends ago charisma carpenter alex chando and ali gonino and a bunch of other actors from the lion game went to a charity event called bands for beds um in hollywood and that charity event actually raised money for schools in uganda so it's nice to see that you know they're all banding together to you know help out and uh, Ali Gonino, who is actually in a band, you know, she plays Laurel on the show, yeah. who's in a band. Um, her real life band played at the event. Oh, so, okay. Yeah. That's cool. It is cool. Uh, so it just, it kind of shows that they're, oh, oh no, no, another coughing attack. Not again. <laughs> um, well, at least we, we are, we made we're it done with news episode, and gossip. Though. Yes. Um, so we'll move right along into predictions. Sounds good. Before you start dying again. <laughs> Before I die on camera. Yeah. <laughs> So, predictions. Yes. I we, think Mads is going to keep hooking up with Jordan. Well, yeah. <laughs> that seems like a given. I don't think she has any... Um, Excuse me. <laughs> she doesn't have any control over that situation. As much yeah. as she wants to, I don't think she does. Um, but I want to know... We know that... We don't think that Kristen's evil. We don't think that Laurel's going to turn evil. But I want to know... Um, Who do you think, because we see in the promo, Emma tells someone that she's Sutton's twin sister. Who do you think that person is? Laurel, possibly. I think it's Laurel. I agree with you. she's already on to it, and 
I feel like she's going to be the next one to find out. Just a gut feeling. Yeah, I definitely agree with you. I think that it is going to be Laurel. And I really hope that it's going to be in the next episode. Um, but we will we will have to see. Um, also, I think it will be because of the preview. Yeah. Hopefully. Yeah. Fingers crossed. Any other predictions for the next episode? Mm, I think that Rebecca and Alex's relationships definitely on the rocks. Oh, yeah. And there's going to be a lot of drama in that house- household with the kids, too. Yeah, definitely. You can't have that many people under one roof who, that when there's so much tension, problems. oh my gosh, uh, <laughs> can't even much. imagine. Yeah. So I think that wraps up our recap of The Lion Game episodes three and four. Um, in the meantime, we would love to continue the conversation with you all. So if you guys have your own predictions about episode five or just want to talk about what happened in episodes three and four or anything in The Lion Game, make sure to contact us. Um, where can they find you? You can find me on Twitter at Dan. And you can find me on Twitter at Katherine Kelly. You can find all of us on Twitter at AfterBuzzTV. So make sure to keep the conversation going, and we will see you next Wednesday at 6 p.m. From Bing.com, executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 